We have killed generations of people. For golf courses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bomb. And like, what? Like you, you just start panicking. Bomb! There's a bomb threat. <laughs> that guy. 100%. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow. How have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, folks, it is official. Bert has type 2 diabetes. Make sure you support the American Diabetes Association and help Bert and others fight this terrible, terrible disease. In his place, you guys know him as Sickle Cell. Give it up for Ryan Sickler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. From type 2 diabetes to sickle cell. I mean, there's a lot of diseases. A lot of diseases. Yeah, yeah. There. Do you know, and this is embarrassing to even admit, and I can't believe I'm going to say this to you or your audience, but my last name is Sickler, as you know, and that's mm -hmm. why you call me sickle cell. But I didn't know and just until like the last year that someone with sickle cell is actually called a sickler. Did no, you, I didn't. Yeah, did you know that? No, I didn't either. The doctor told me. A doctor told me that. He's like, you know what sickler is, right? And I was like, I just kind of found out. It's like what they call people with sickle cell. He's like, yeah. So somebody has it. They're like, he's a sickler. Yeah. So, so you are sickle cell. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Wow. If sickle cell was a person, I guess. Among emergency physicians, use of the term sickler is associated with negative attitudes <laughs> towards people <laughs> oh, with wait. sickle cell it's, disease. It's people that. Oh, so he meant sickle cell like, haters. Yeah, it's haters. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. it's been a, a fucking wild year, dude. Like how, I mean, I go back to like the being on tour. I remember exactly where I was. I remember I had checked in at this hotel in Perth in Western Australia. And you called me from the hospital really distraught. I mean, emotional. And you went through this whole horrific ordeal that like, you know, you thought you were gonna die. Yeah, they did too. It's really scary. Yeah, from one surgery to from one, they called it a procedure. I talk about out, this yeah. in my stand up right yeah, now. But you'll They're be like three hours, yeah. and you're going home, and you're going to be great. And how long did you end up staying? Almost a month. Yeah, and I called you. I talk about that on stage, calling you because the thing was, um, my phone was dead, and they brought me a phone phone, and I was like, huh. I fucking, this is how I grew up. Yeah, real phones. Real phones. Landlines. And I knew everyone's number. And I still have numbers in my head, like 2425765, They're still in there, 1573. Yeah. And today, I don't know anyone's because I don't yeah. repeatedly put that yeah. pattern in my head. I just do this or or say this. So, yeah. So, wait, did you, use, how did you know, do you know my number? 
No, I finally was able to charge. You, oh, my you phone. did? Okay. Yeah, but I, I was like, can somebody bring me a charger? Because my phone's dead. And they were like, you and your phone are about to have a lot in common. I was like, you better Jesus Christ, step back, dude. Bro. You better step back. I got Blue Shield Silver. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to be like, I got Kaiser Permanente right now. It went from, I remember surgery, this didn't go right to another. It's like, this is all back stuff. And then it was like, oh, we got some new shit to tell you about. Yeah. We got some blood. Yeah, then the clots happen. My whole lungs clot, and then it pushes on my heart. My heart swells up, and then I pass out. I collapse in the hospital on the bed, and I wake up. And, and they're, they're like, like we, can, we need to get you out of here. We need this bed free. Like, yeah. come on, man. And then I'm laying on the very fucking thing I went in there for originally for weeks. So my back is not getting any. But look, my clots are gone. Yes, I was going to say. So now it's healthy. I How mean, is healthy, the back? It's it's it should be better. Can you like? Do you have restrictions? Are there things that? Like, yeah, I can't. I still. It takes me. I, I won't. I'll feel pain after a ten minute walk. A ten minute walk. Mm -hmm. So you can't run or anything like that. Oh no, I can't ride a bike yet. I'm not. I was going to ask you that. Bike. I'm not allowed to do any of that. Shit. Is what's the bike restriction for the bike for the back or for yeah, the back? Everything's back now. Okay. The lungs are everything are clear are, and blood are all good. Everything oh, shit. now is we just didn't back. give you your fucking artwork. Your well, I get artwork. I was looking at Garth's baseball card up there. Is that a fucking thing for your dick right there? What is that hanging? <laughs> that was looks like my... a dick hole uh, penetrator. Yeah. Oh, you're opening this fresh? Fresh. Is this fresh yeah. out of the plastic? Fresh for you, my man. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. All five fucking foot six of them right six, there. Six three right Jay. there, brother. <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> oh, I can... see. It's got a handle on it. Shit. Oh, yeah. You could fuck somebody up with that. Oh, you really can't. Yeah. Oh, man. That is pointy as shit. Dude. I swing it around the house sometimes with the boys just yeah, to keep them in yeah. check. Just to let them, let them know. Dad ain't fucking playing. That's alpha as fuck right there. Yeah. Man. Holy shit, right? dude. No joke. Ugh. So. Anyway, all is well. All is well. Um, but the back is the big holdup now. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll get there. By the end of the year, I'll be there. Yeah? I think so. Like be able to do more? Yeah, I need. I've been in physical therapy since I got out of the hospital. I've been in PT three what times a week. What do they have you do? Three times fucking, a week still? For for eight months now. Is it all, And it's all back-related stuff you do? Man, it's, I don't want to bore your audience, but it's like, Here's what I can't believe I'm learning in my 50s. How to walk properly. Like the way my feet strike the ground. They're yeah. like, no. You're, you have, I also have uh, Charcot-Marie tooth disease in my legs. CMT, bro. So we're working against all kinds of shit. What also, is that? That's a disease. It's very common. You can look it up. They call CMT. Um, it's three doctors, Charcot, Marie, and Tooth. Tooth throws it all off. Don't know why it's in there. Charcot, Marie, Tooth Disease. Mm -hmm. One of group, group of disorders of that cause damage to the peripheral nerves, yeah. the nerves that, that transmit information and signals from the brain and spinal cord to and from the rest of the body, as well as sensory information, such as touch back to the spinal cord and brain. So you have this? I have this. So this is something I was born with. Oh, like, it, really? Yeah, this is a hereditary But was thing. dormant or something? Or like, did you know you had no, it? No, yeah, I knew I had this. So, oh. so the classification of this too, they always say your calves look like inverted champagne bottles. Uh -huh. That's exactly what my calves look like. I played soccer my whole life. I should have tree trunk calves. Yeah. I don't have the muscle and the um, layers of uh, muscle in there for that build. 
And wow. you're kind of close to being, I will never forget, you're, you're going to like this. So my dad had it, uh -huh. and and his father had it. Yeah, see, I have crazy high arches like that. Like, my top my foot's normal, but my arch is like really that high. right there. Okay. Crazy high. Damn. Um, so I walk fucked up. You know, uh -huh. sometimes my feet will Look drag on every step. Yes. That's like the poster. The poster is the 10 years. The 10 years. That's a foot. Yeah. Those are two feet. They're like, put the feet up there. That's my show shit. Them who, show them who we are. I have that. What and about factor five, man? Got that also. That's what I found out later I had. That's that the I blood one. Had. That's the blood genetic one that you guys will, willfully gave me by pushing sickle cell on me. He's a, we got a sickler over here in room three. And, um. So my dad takes us to uh, this study in Hopkins. So it's before I'm six, probably 14, because he died when I'm 16. So it's probably 14 years old, and my younger brother's, what, 11 at the time. We all go to get tested for this shit. And they're, you're doing treadmill tests and stuff, and they're doing wicked shit where they're taking needles, and they're putting it right in the arch of your foot. Damn. And they want you to – they're testing your reaction as to when you should feel it versus – you know what? You yeah. should feel it versus a person with this. They, I will never forget. They put needles in between your the webs of your toes, and one of the things that hurt the worst is on your outside ankle bone. They take this electric prod and they fucking put it right on that bone. And you're like, ah, like that, and it's how long you took to respond. We got a CMT. How severe? Yeah, he jumped. So my dad, we're all in the room while this doctor's telling us what we have and what it is, and he's like, you're basically a step away from being Jerry's kids. My dad goes, hey, boys, leave the room. <laughs> we walk right outside. Just put our ear up on that door. My dad lit this motherfucker He did? For off. talking to you like that. For saying Jerry's kids. Yeah. Like he's like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Who the fuck do you think you're doing? We were like, oh, yeah. Like we're, yeah. He's getting in trouble like we get in trouble. Yeah. We're out there dying like, oh, dad's going off with <laughs> this motherfucker. He told us we were all <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> kids. That's his bedside <laughs> manner. I bet he said those words. And here, you know what? It might be karma. This is, I can't even believe I'm remembering this. It might be karma because when my parents first got divorced, it's, cra it's crazy that a doctor said he that. He said dude. those words yeah. uh, to our faces. Yeah. And with, like, a, you know, just yeah. trying to make you understand where what, you're what's at. going on. Yeah. Yeah. You all should have helmets. You and let us straws. answer that. Yeah. Oh, wait, are we Jerry's kids? Yeah. You know, yeah. We yeah. Had let us yeah. answer that. <laughs> My dad said, hey, guys, leave the room and fucking just rip this dude apart. But in fifth, so my parents split in fifth grade. So in sixth grade, my mom takes us and we live in this, uh, it's a hallway apartment. Someone just told me recently it's called a railroad apartment or something like that. It's just a hallway with rooms cut off. Mm -hmm. We live in this dump. And um, this kid we meet, this you know, one of these neighborhood kids, you know he's trouble, but we're like, we don't know anybody. We're going to hang out with mm -hmm. this kid. And uh, he shows up at our door one day with all this fucking change and a couple dollars of cash and shit. And we're like, where'd you get that money? He's like, oh, I've just been going door to door telling people I'm collecting for Jerry's kids. And I go, you can do that? He goes, yeah. I'm like, are you giving it to Jerry's kids? He's like, no. I'm like, I don't think he can do that. <laughs> so we start going and collecting with him. You do. We collect so much fucking change for Jerry's kids. And we go home, and uh, my dad sees it. He's like, where the fuck did you guys get all that money? We're like, oh, man, we've been going door to door just telling people. We're collecting for Jerry's kids. He's like, are you giving it to Jerry's kids? We're like, no. He's like, you can't do that. That's illegal, and you're going to get arrested. We're like, what? 
So my dad tells us that they can fingerprint change. My brother and I dump it all in the tub and we scrub, scrub it. My it. dad is laughing his ass. We're in there scrubbing these fucking dude. We had like a five gallon bucket of change. change. I'm not bullshitting. We went to <laughs> I can't believe it. I remember this. We went to McDonald's and we fucking gave it to him for the Ronald uh, oh, McDonald's. You did? Yeah, dude, people are like, these kids are so nice. You know, my dad's You're like, like, I'm uh-uh. not trying to go to prison. No, they ain't, man. No, they're not. They're not good kids. They're like, this money's sparkling. I mean, we were yeah. just in there scrubbing change because we thought they could fingerprint that shit. <laughs> Ten million fingers have been on that shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you get. It's karma. Oh, now geez. I got that shit for yeah, collecting yeah. Jerry. Yeah, that's kid. what you did. You that's did it. Holy shit, man. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm glad you're you're doing better, dude. Thank you. Bro. That was a scary time. That was a scary time, but I'm good. Scary time. I um I'm going to get another test done on my arm. Yeah, we talked about this where you said you might get a little bridge to bridge the tattoo scar. Well, the tattoo scar. But so what they're going to do is they told me. So when I do certain movements, I still feel. How many years has it been now? Two and a half. Almost three. Yeah. And you still are fucked up. No, like I'm way, way, way. But I, if I do certain movements and like certain weight, like I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. And then I get to a heavier weight and I'm like, oh, I'm not fine. And what happens is you start to, um, you, you know, it's a natural thing that anybody would do. Like you're not even conscious of it. Your body starts to compensate. Mm-hmm. So, right, like you just like, if I were to like push you this way, because the external rotation does it a lot to me, I'll just like, I'll pivot. I won't be able to do it like I would with my right hand. And I get these weird, like weird sensations when I'm doing certain movements. So what they're going to do is they're going to numb a nerve in my arm. Permanently? No, but it lasts like six to eight hours. Okay. So I won't have any use of my left arm. Oh, no use. Yeah. And and when they numb it, they try to isolate the nerve and they they, they scan it. And then they try to see if there's scar tissue around that and that, because the idea is that maybe what's going on is that I have some some compression from scar tissue, and then it's just as simple as like a small incision, scrape away scar tissue, and maybe that 
pain goes away. That's exactly what they're telling me about the pain in my back now. It could be scar tissue from mm -hmm. the surgery hitting my nerves, and they yeah. want to give me two epidurals. Yeah, so I'm flying out to L.A. in, in a couple of weeks. I got to go do that shit, too. Yeah, but I'll be just like this for like a day. Like, just one-armed? Like, hey, man, <laughs> let me get a coffee. You're, you're yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just gotta sling it up, yep, bro. I know. But you can't. You should just flop. You just flop just it around. Lay it everywhere. Don't talk shit to me, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that it stays with you. you. This right? Yeah. <laughs> that's my. That's my favorite watch. You gotta drag. Yeah. Drag it back off. You have no yeah. power to even pull your own arm back. <laughs> I better put everything in my right pocket before that day starts. <laughs> Everything. Right. It's gonna be that sensation. You know, you fall asleep on your arm. Yeah. Right. And you're yeah. like, you gotta wait for it to come alive. It's I fell like asleep that. on the plane coming here, and uh, I had my arms next to the seats, and I, I guess when I woke up, I couldn't, I couldn't make a fist, and I panicked for a good minute. I really? Panicked. I was like, oh shit, no, yeah. no, this ain't happening. <laughs> no. It's the worst sensation. It's the worst. And they're like, prepare for a whole day of it. Just your dead you're arm. You're going to feel like you're going to tilt over. I feel yeah. like the weight, you won't even feel the weight. I know. I feel like I should just check into a room. and You should just sling it, it up and check in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. You got to get that one with the stick on the hip. So you know yeah. What I'm oh, like it hold, extra, keeps it up? Yeah, it keeps it up. <laughs> uh, for people that don't know, you can watch, Ryan's has a special on YouTube called Lefty Son on his YouTube channel. You can watch the Honeydew. Uh, you can do the Patreon. It has the wildest stories that I've ever heard. And you have a new podcast yep. called The Way Back. Um, really fun. It's uh, it's just nostalgia. It's old school, talking about growing up and times like that. And that that seat in the old school station wagon that faces traffic. Yeah. Is we, I went and got a nice reupholstered seat. One of those, yeah, yeah. Sit on that. Got my grandma's Afghan on there. Yeah, we talked about M80s and shit. Talk about yeah. Firecrackers and BB guns. I should definitely be dead from that. Everyone, yeah. I, it, any human that makes it past sixteen statistically is is pretty pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Do you ever think about that? Like, I don't know, a thousand years ago, maybe less, that people would like live to fifteen. That was it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's why that was life. That's why when people got married, it was like happily ever after. We're dying at thirty two. Thirty was yeah. That was you know, the, that's it. It's yeah. over. I got some shit in my lungs and it's over. There isn't anything for this. Yeah, think about how many times you, like I've been sick so many times with like sinus infections and stuff. Pneumonia would have wiped yeah, us out. Yeah, they've been like, you got, you're just gonna die. That's you're what people die. do. Yeah, now you're gonna <laughs> yeah. die. You're gonna join everybody who we've ever known. Yeah. And you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I think about all the time too. Um, at some point in time, there will probably be. Um, whether it's computers or whatever we can put in our body, but people will be able to live forever. Yeah. As long as you're, you know, take care of the the structure. Yeah. Be able to live forever. And then we become like the dyers. Yeah. You know, people talk about like, oh yeah, my great, great grandfather died. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was one of the dyers. Like, I mean, what? you're all still living. I would, I don't want to live that long. No. If you can be in, here's the, I think they said, Dr. Drew told me this one time. He just goes, men in their 70s. He's like, men specifically, statistically, just all, like more so than women, right? The 70s, like if you can make it through your 70s in relatively good health, that is, you're an anomaly at that point. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. 70s is our threshold? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, average, you know, it, always, it keeps bumping up because of technology, medicine, sure. lifestyle, and everything that we learn. But, you know, every like now we're at that age where, 
you know, a lot of friends, parents are sick. And like almost every time I'm like, how old are they? The, the guy, it's always 72, yeah. 74. So it, it's all, that's like, I mean, that's sort of in the average lifespan, but the average lifespan, like I said, keeps bumping up. But I feel like if, man, if you could have a good run in the set in your seventies to enjoy that decade of life, I mean, I hear about people even into their 90s. I'm like, you have to be shitting me. Like, yeah, not. I mean, I don't. My Aunt Helen lived in her 90s. She was also blind in one eye. Half that's her jaw was missing from surgery. You know no, what I mean? Thank like, you. quality of life. I'll take I'll take 65 over 95. Fucking being in pain every day. No. Just being Is around. that the aunt that shit on the walls? <laughs> that's my grandma. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen, but she didn't just go around people's homes shitting on walls. That was at a public place, though, right? She went. She and a cousin, older cousin, coincidentally shared a birthday, uh-huh. and so they would just go out for coffee. She's older at this time in her sixties. They would go out for coffee um, on their birthdays and just celebrate her and Jimmy celebrate their birthdays. And they went to this old school place in Baltimore called White Coffee Pot. It's like this little face and the guy had a little tongue sticking outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like a little diner spot. And um, they go in there. They're having coffee and breakfast. And she's like, oh, my God, my stomach's rumbling. I'll be right back. So she goes to the bathroom and she said she squatted over the toilet and she shit. And she said when she turned around, she was m- just mortified that it was all over. Like nothing went in the toilet. It was sprayed all on the wall. And she's like, oh, my God, we got to get out of here. So she cleans herself up. And as she's running out of the bathroom, the lady to come clean it is coming in. And she said she panicked. And she's like, I don't know why I said anything, but I just went, some sick son of a bitch in there did that. It's disgusting. And then she runs out and grabs Jimmy. And he's like, I'm not done my breakfast. She said, I'll get you some fucking breakfast somewhere else. They we got to get out of here. We're not coming yeah, back yeah. to the little tongue again. <laughs> a brown coffee pot oh, now, bro. fuck. Yeah. So it's stories like that. The whole show is, and it's not a long one, man. It's, it's, uh, like 30 minutes the way back yeah yeah i i don't want to sit and do two hours anymore we do that with all the other pods and stuff this is just a fun quick hitter we've already got gaffigan recorded norman joe list so many people there's like 15 episodes already Already in the bank that's nice man yeah so you'll be ready to go for like a whole year rip them for you know a little while and have fun they'll be right on my youtube and all that stuff dude i had the the, way back i had the craziest adrenaline rushed i was so keyed up on adrenaline that i needed to take a day down to do for my body to decompress well that's what i learned with you after that vegas shit was yeah. um i thought that would amp me up so much like yeah, yeah. and it just all that adrenaline oh right because we went to like once yeah. yeah and then i i fell asleep on the ride home yeah yeah i was so because you're so and alert I mentally that night i legit was I don't know, maybe half a second. I felt like half a second off. You're talking about we went to a track uh-huh. and we drove, we like, you, <laughs> you <know>. drove. <laughs> they drove me back, bro. <laughs> they drove you went, me back. But I also remember when you, <laughs> we went to one of those places where you can pick exotics and you picked one and you're like, I want the most, like the badass shit. Well, and that guy was like, you don't want this one, you want this yeah, one. yeah, I wanted the he, one, and he was like, "Nah, you want this one." Yeah, huh? and it ended up. It was an STO, I think. It was like the yeah. a Lamborghini STO, yeah, but like the stupid. the race spec. And you were like, "I'm gonna throw up." I kept telling the guy, "I'm gonna throw up." He's like, "Don't throw up in here." He's like getting real <laughs> nervous, and I'm like, "Look, I'm good on the straightaways." <laughs> 
It's when you tell me to go from 132 to 35 in these S turns. It's fucking with me right now. He's like, watch the uh, what was it? The, your your it was your uh, not your gravity, but your um, your RPMs. No, on the dash was your um, oh, what's the fucking word? I'll think of it later. But you're not your. Um, it was just the way the car handled. He's, you know, oh, what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. I can't remember the name of the damn thing. Okay. But he's like, you can watch it right there on the screen. So doing that, looking in here and shit, and I was like, <laughs> it's also 120 in and the we, car. Like, and there, we have a GoPro footage of yeah, it. There's yeah, there's GoPro. And then yeah. uh, coming around a turn, I go, no, nah, bro, I'm going to throw up. And he goes, okay. And I'm trying to pull off the track, but I'm so close to puking. But I also have a helmet on and yeah. everything. And he's yelling at me because I'm not in that lane. I'm still kind of on the main track. And he's screaming that we're going to get like... <laughs> equilibrium that's yeah. what it was okay okay and uh i'm like i can't anymore bro i can't i just gotta and i flipped the helmet and then you're up. like i'll drive back he's like I open, no i open yeah. the door and i'm just breathing and i'm hearing him over there going yeah we got one that's uh gonna throw up over here i'm like oh god damn it and you had paid for 10 laps yeah. i'm on lap five and i'm yeah. like i'm done he's like you got five more i was like no i don't no i don't and i'm just breathing. i never throw up i'm breathing and i'm like all right, I'm good. Let me drive back to the thing. He's like, you're not <laughs> driving. And they brought the fucking minivan of shame and drove. Like, it was only like 50 feet. They fucking drove me back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's hilarious. And I went in, you're like, did you have fun? I was like, I, uh, uh, I did I had a, it was fine. It was fucking great. And then I was like, make sure you get your money back. I did half. They the did. Last, they bro. did get me. Okay. I, I was surprised. I, I thought they were going to pull that. some okie doke shit on me, but they were like, yeah, we'll give you half back. That's because he knew he upsold me. Yeah. But man, I, I don't know how you do it because I, like I said, I'm good in straight lines. Yeah. It's those. Yeah, even, the turns. Even carnival rides. I'm good up, down, and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, starts going that, sideways. Any of that shit. No, man. I can't fuck with that. I always send you uh, carnival footage. Yeah. Ever since it's we, my favorite. We start talking about that, about how crazy. Do you want to know what just happened? What? So um, I took my daughter to the Santa Monica Pier, went with my buddy Jim and his daughter. The four of us go down, make it like a little dad-daughter night out. We're down there hanging out. And they want to ride the rides, but I can't ride rides. Mm-hmm. But I can ride the fucking Ferris wheel. And they got a monster Ferris wheel down there, right? So we get on. And um, two days later, there's a report of a dude that free climbed up the middle. You know how big that is, right? Look up that Santa Monica. Um, it's called, the, they have, it says like the Pacific Pier or Pacific Wheel or something, right? It's a monster fucking Ferris wheel. This dude climbed up to the middle of it. There, after scaling it, right there is the story. That thing. Oh, my God. He climbed up to the middle of it, 
freehand. Oh, there he is. With a backpack on. Look at him. And then said he had a bomb. They had to clear the whole pier, like all the way out to Santa Monica, like the whole pier. Everybody had to go. He didn't have a bomb. And then like two days later, they shut the pier down. Look at him. I was on that. Do you know how pissed off I'd have been if the only ride I could get on? Because you know how they made the people get off? No. They wouldn't run it because they were scared. They, they craned them off. So the people that were stuck at the top. Had to get on a crane? Yeah, and be lowered down. Fuck that. I would have been furious if the only ride I could ride after all this shit's that. And this guy did that. Look at him. Oh, my God. That's fucking crazy. He's also, also how, like, how you learn. Like when you're in it, they're like, get on the crane. And you're like, I don't want to put me down. And they're like, there's a bomb. And they're like, wait, what? Like you, you just start panicking. Bomb. There's a bomb threat. <laughs> that guy. And then the crane's just going like this. <laughs> right next to the bomb, by the way. Now your face is near it. There it is. There's someone on the crane. Look at it. <laughs> I'm telling Jesus you, dude. Fuck Christ. that. I would say, nope. No. Yeah, no. No. You wheel this motherfucker. I'll take my chances. Oh, my God. Look at that, dude. That's insane. And that's not just some carnival ride. That's no. a that's a landmark for God's sake. Wonder what kind of charge that is. Well, you got um terrorism because you say you got a bomb. Yeah. So that's in there. There's a lot of charges probably going on in that. Trespassing. Look, they got the arrow. Look at them. That's Who's crazy. up there taking that? Is that the crane guy? It's just a dude out of work, too. You know? He's mm-hmm. just like, I don't I've been I haven't been doing shit in a while. <laughs> I need to go do something today. Fuck. He th- that's all planned out, everything. Fuck. Who got that picture? Because if that's the crane operator, I'm like, bro, pay attention. Stop snapping selfies over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. lower my ass lower. <laughs> Shout out to... Uh, yeah, uh, I want to hear about this. Philip Lee. So Philip is a, a chef. Michelin star chef. Lives here in Austin. He has a Sushi by Scratch, which is in a bunch of um, cities now. Is that where you and I went? Yeah. And, and so he's yeah. down here with that as well? Yep. And he opened Pasta Bar here. That's him right there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, I'm doing some shit for Red Bull. Do you want to come on F1 weekend? They're hooking all this up. And I was like, fuck yes. So we go to this like event they have at Oracle first where we're standing there and they're doing like promotional stuff. And then you just see over the horizon a helicopter come into view and it's carrying an f1 car and i'm Nuh-uh. like you've got to be shitting me in yeah air? look it up f1 uh red bull car in austin flying F- like they, the guy flew it through like down it was actually really crazy to see in person like uh um, you just seen it come in yeah on a chopper hanging yeah and uh that's it right there bro get the fuck out of this here. guy flew it around Brandon, that's his name. I met him afterwards. I was like, I want to meet the chopper pilot. I don't give a fuck about any of these drivers after this. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So he he flew that through the city and then lowered it into the the promotion site at Oracle. It was it was really impressive. I man. mean, what a fucking They're the best at promotion. I was gonna stuff. say, what a billboard. Yeah. What an advertisement for what's going on. What the it's, hell's that up? That's an F one car. Yeah, it's an F one car. So that's nuts. That was day one. Then the next day, we fucking, he's like, meet me at this. We go to a gun range, park, and the Red Bull chopper lands in behind this, the range and flies us. Uh, you see the chopper? This is like this, they have it all wrapped. 
But they, yeah, they just pick us up in that. In that? In that. Oh, I wouldn't go in that. That's an R44. It's great. Those are great. Mm, nope. He just took the doors I'd be, off. I'd just but. be waving at your ass up there. Be like, have fun, Tom. Talk to you about it on the podcast. We flew. Fuck that. You got in that? Yeah, we flew out to this place. How many people's we in there? It looks like it There's fits four two. There's four uh, of us. Uh, that one we were in was tiny, and there were five of us. Which one? The one we flew to uh, Santa Monica to the San Bernardino. Oh, no, that was bigger than this. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying, and I felt like that was tight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, this was. That looks tiny. That looks like a trash can. <laughs> Look at it. It does. It's got one fucking blade going up there, too. That's it? No, oh, hell no. It was great. He flew us to this place, and when we flew, we landed here, we get to start Rally Drive. This is a place called Wait, Ra- so did you shoot at the gun range first? No. We just get it. We just, they, okay. They're just letting us letting them pick us up there. Then we fly here, and we get to drive rally cars. Oh, man. In, in like dirt tracks, you know? I was going to say off-road rallies. So yeah. we, first it was Subarus, and then they put us in this thing. Yeah, what is this that? This is a all-new, it's, it's made by Sierra Cars, and that's Philip in there. It's all electric. So that's the Subaru, electric? yeah, see the Subarus are behind it. Yeah. So we drove those first. That weighs 1,200 pounds, that car that he's in, and it has 300 horsepower. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That has 300 300 horsepower. horsepower. I mean, it's just like that. That's how it feels. And you're just skimming through dirt. I think about this all the time. There's some farmer back in the old days with one horse pulling his shit. And there's an asshole in the neighbor next to it with 300 of them pulling it. Like, how you doing, man? (laughs) That's That's the equivalent. equivalent. 300 horses pulling your fucking shit. That is nuts, dude. How fast does that go? I mean, I don't know what the actual. Like can they hit a hundred and shit easy? That's me right there, and th- I think like it's just right just, out of the gate. See, you yeah. just kind of is it just oh it's small too it's like it just starts too, zipping, yeah. you know? Um, is it easy to drive? Yeah, it is actually. Like, is it handle better the more you like really get into it and shit? It does, and you, and there's a handbrake too, so you can use the actual brakes that come with it, or you can. You can do the, um, the, the, there's the next one here. Uh, the next video of this has, yeah, this is me coming around and like I hit, you hit the, the throttle and then you pull the handbrake, you know? Oh, and that makes you do the Yeah, yeah, turn. you start to like kind of. Oh, you, jumps. Oh, I see. So you're handbraking on your turns? Mm-hmm. And then there he is. And there he is. Yeah. He's, he was chasing us. He was chasing Aww. us. And, yeah, I swear to God. I swear to God. And then there's one of the suits. He was chasing the cars. What's that coming out behind him right there? That's a drone. Oh, it is. Okay. Um, but then, dude, it was so much fun. And then, by the way, the the like the prep for this was just like have fun. They were like, that's it. Yeah, they gave us up here. And they're like, just go. It was so much fun. We got to drive Broncos off road in those woods back there on this trail. Damn, dude. Yeah, it was so fun. Then they had another course where they had Red Bull like drivers you know like mm-hmm. sponsored drivers um so we got in the camam you know what that is like that two-seater is that like the off-road thing yeah 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 and they had a seven-time world champion named mia chapman go uh, pull up her instagram because the first video on it is is from that day uh i'm not in it but this is what like that's her right there driving that and here put your headphones on 
This is her driving. She's driving you, so you get you get a you get to ride with her. Jesus Christ! Look how fast they're going. Yeah, this guy's like, and she's just giving rides on this thing, dude. We're jumping. She's jumping. She you heels. rode with her. Yeah, yeah. It was unreal. Like, she's hitting jumps right there. Yeah, dude. And everybody's going through that. Like the, what you hear there is the same way everybody feels. Everyone's like, oh my god! Like, dude, look, look at her jumping over that shit. She's hauling ass. Oh yeah. Fast that is. And that's. She says she's driving at like 40%. No. Because she's got passengers here. Like real dialed down. That's dialed down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was so much fucking fun. That looks so much fucking fun. So we do that for hours. Then they take us to Coda and we watch the practice runs. Then we go back here. God damn, you all day with them? Yeah, and then they flew us on the chopper again. No, nope. the, the garbage uh, can. I would have said, ride me back in one of those. And they flew us to the range. Then we went shooting on the range. When you got back. When we got back. Then we went out to dinner. Then we went out to a party. How long of a day is that? It was a full fucking God day, God damn, dude. It was a full all day. adrenaline. I feel like I'd be asleep at the dinner. Well, the next be day, fighting it. people are like, you want to go to this thing? And I was like, no. Nah. I'll bet. We, just, we literally took the whole day down, like just chilled out, recovered. And then the next day was the race day. So then we took a chopper there, a different one, a little bigger. I think we have video from that. Yeah, so this is going to the race. So we got to like, that's that's Coda right there. That's so you're the seeing track. people, yeah. You're seeing people like come in and um, they let, they, it's cool on the on the other video of it, You you can actually see like the whole layout of the of the circuit. It's fucking this one right here. So this is like this is us pulling up. And this is race day. So it's like, you know, it's just starting to get super congested. There's so many people, you know, there's like over a hundred thousand people here. But yeah, they just fly you we fly right to the track and then cart us over and then we got to sit we got we had so much fucking incredible access like we got to go at the uh the chairman's club on turn two which you can kind of you see people come around turn one turn two three four and you whip around and you can see 12 13 14 like it's it's incredible what's their top speed what are they hitting those guys um on the back straight will hit like 210 215 Damn. yeah I went to uh, the Indy 500 one time yeah. years ago, like early 2000, maybe something like that. Might have been 2000. And um, Danica Patrick was racing that time. She crashed. Uh, but we she got, crashed? She did that day. Um, I don't know if she crashed or they crashed her. Oh, really? Yeah, because that was back when she was doing when that. Everyone's like, what is she doing yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just remember we had pit passes, and we were able to go down right in the pit, and I just remember standing there. And just looking straight ahead and just watching the car go by. Like, to see how much of it I'd see. And it was, it was like, it sounded like bumblebees on steroids. Just going right by it's you. So, it's so, fuck? it's so impressive to see. Yeah, and then they're, they're not just driving that thing. They're getting right on each other's asses, moving inside lanes, oh, outside, dude, you'll see, everything. You'll see them it's inches crazy. apart. Inches. Yeah, inches apart. 150, 60 miles an hour. It's really impressive to see. And those cars are spaceships. F1 cars are fucking spaceships. Are they? They're so ridiculous, man. They're in so insane. Well, and can't you now, like... Oh, yeah, this is... I don't know how you don't cheat, but can't you now listen to them? Like, can't you, like... 
you get like a headset and you can listen in. They were saying to the like pit crews and stuff. I don't. I mean, that's so if you probably can do that, how come they, another team can. They they pipe in on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch the broadcast, you'll have the commentators, and then they'll they'll take you to an exchange. So they'll be like, "Here's Hamilton talking to the pit about something," and you know, like you'll hear the driver be like, "Ah, oh, he's going, he's going off off the grid," and like you know, saw. All what, four are these, tires. what are these people weigh too? What's the weight? So a healthy weight to get hauled. Daniel hands? Ricardo was here, and he uh, he said that you don't want to weigh anything over one sixty. Damn. Yeah, they're He's, all that little. And they also like their margins, you know, for giving up, like because everything's about weight. When mm-hmm. You're you know in, in this at that level, and fractions of a second are the different. Like a second is an eternity. So, like if you start to weigh over that, you're giving up something that they would rather not because you're just weighing more you know it's, it's gonna it's gonna hold you down that like that minuscule amount they told us too that they gave us a tour and there's a room like fucking three times the size of this room of just like computer towers and they're like yeah this is for when they're driving the car is sending signals back to engineers in each of their home countries Nuh-uh. in real time and then those engineers are analyzing sending the information back about adjustments that need to be made in the like they're making in real time they're doing it in the car itself in the car or like when they pit or, or tell yeah, these yeah, guys hey yeah, this is what this needs, little stuff nuts, you know dude. yeah they're analyzing it to that degree all right so what's the fastest you've ever had before you got all these nice cars and shit what's mm-hmm. the fastest you ever hit a car on the road Hit a car? No, not hit. I mean, oh. what's the fastest you ever hit driving a car? Oh, probably, probably like in the one thirties. Damn, what was it? Um, uh, a Ford Mustang GT. Oh yeah, yeah, the five back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I, I drove a a nine eight six, like a, a early or earlier model Cayman, like that I had in L.A. Probably like one thirty five coming back at night. On from what, that, like the 405? Or on the, the 101, five. like yeah, coming from like Oxnard, yeah. <laughs> oh, out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But then I don't I don't try to, I really don't go, for, like on, whenever you're in a car, like a performance car, there's always someone who wants to race you. Mm-hmm. And they always come up and like either they make a signal or they rev their engine. And it's always a guy like in a Honda or something who's like, what's up, bitch? Like, you're like I'm good. Like, I don't want to be dangerous on there. Especially now that I have the ability to go to these places yeah. where you get to do it. But I mean, won't a Tesla wipe anything off the road these days anyway? Well, uh, from a like starting stock, out, just stock car on the streets. It'll, it's especially zero to sixty. Yeah, it'll yeah. crush. Yeah, once you get like moving though, you got to catch up to it first. Yeah, yeah, those things are lightning. Yeah. I mean, it's it is crazy that you can just buy one. There's so it's so crazy that someone can be like, here's a check. Can I have? A metal box that goes zero to sixty in one point nine seconds and drives itself. Yeah, and drives itself, and they're like, "Yeah, go for it." There's no, there's no test, no special. Driver, they don't, they no. don't make you fill out a form. It's just background checks for that shit. I mean, this is a fucking missile. <laughs> yeah, it is a missile. <laughs> it should definitely be a background check. To get yeah, I did drive a friend's <clears throat> car at that track, and most of the cars I bring F one. Yeah, at, well, not at F one, but at at that track, at the mm-hmm. Coda track. I drove my friend's car, uh, which is automatic. I bring mostly manual cars there. His is automatic, which is so much, so much faster. And can sit like on that back straight. I hit one seventy. Damn. Yeah, but that was I couldn't do it in one of mine. 
His was just so so. The much fa- I mean, the fastest I've ever hit in anything is that car in Vegas was one. I feel like I don't know what it was. One forty, fifty somewhere in there. That's and then moving. right down to thirty, and my stomach was like, <laughs> dude. You know what? My so my cousin came. My cousin came for this whole weekend. That was the fun part. Is like Philip invited us, and also I got to give a shout out Peter Atia, who is a fucking obsessed fan, like. I thought I like cars, and it's like, you know, I guess I don't, because, like, his level, he's super, super in F1. He gave us tickets in the turn 15 grandstands, which is amazing. Is that the best one? It's probably, I think it's the best grandstand view you can get. You see people come all the way back down, down that stretch, and you see them go through 12, 13, 14, 15 into the carousel. So you really get to see, like, a whole portion of it, and you get to see them do that shit, like, Speed that's actually turn two, but um, so those guys, yeah, it's really like they're like fucking spaceships, dude. But the tickets he hooked up were unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, but my my cousin was visiting and he works in uh, that's him there, Juan Luis. Shout out to Juan Luis. Um, when we were at rally school there, he was telling me that. You know, he's lived, he's from Peru, but he does a lot of work in Mexico. And so we're always like, oh, what's, what's that like? Because he has to go to like all the regions because it's in agriculture. Like, do you ever worry about, you know, the cartels? He's like, nah, like, you know, everything's cool. They always tell you like, just don't go there and don't be there after sundown. And like all, you know, it's all part of the, part of that world. But he was saying that he was in Sinaloa um, on a week where, the government had gotten a hold of one of the cartel guy's family members. It might have been like Chapo's son. And so they sent in all like the federalists, you know, like all the cops, like for a presence, like they, the police are here. And on that weekend, uh, a military chopper <laughs> flew into the city. And he's like, so, you know, like everybody all the citizens are like, oh, wow, like the cops are here. Look at this. And as that chopper was up there, a fucking missile came out. No. Nah. Blew it up. So like the cartel guys had like anti-aircraft. No. Yeah. And artillery. they were waiting for that helicopter to come and blew do it that out of the sky. blew it out of the sky. Yeah. So everyone's like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> How yeah. are the tomatoes? <laughs> How are the tomatoes coming? All right, we go back to my wild? farm. Go back. That's crazy. Well, I remember like <laughs> anti-aircraft. I, I know. Is crazy. When dude. I don't know if it's the same weekend that he was talking about. I remember sometime in the last twenty-four months, they got a hold at one time. The government got a hold of El Chapo's son, and didn't they like let him go pretty quick? Well, because the cartel just came down the mountain in tanks, started blowing like firing at the police in tanks and then they were like you can take him back. back yeah you can have him. yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. nuts yeah dude tanks and they can't do anything about nothing we it. could do about it yeah they're just like you got it we'll give him back could you imagine if like the national guard flew over like ohio yeah. and then someone shot it down With like what fucking... and they'd be like we're not going to do anything to you I oh know. hell no yeah that's how big of a presence that, that is that is a big presence yeah it's not like a hundred guys, you know. I don't know if you remember me telling. This is a while ago. I was wrote and produced on this piece. It was a Ferrari racing club. Uh-huh. And um, 
it was basically, it wasn't basically, it was these guys. They're all rich dudes. I mean, these guys, like. That shit's so expensive. Oh, man. Those clubs. They all own their own Ferraris. Yeah. And And they they have support teams. They have support teams. And they, so what they did was, the guy I worked with, his name was John. And he was a young, good-looking dude. And he was an attorney for um, Philip Morris, I think. Or against Philip Morris, I think it was. And then won all these cases. So he had fuck you money. Yeah. He owned a mansion in New Orleans. He had the original land speeder from Star Wars, and he would drive it to work. No. Yeah, he would drive to work. He had the original. New Orleans is one of those cities that are like, yeah, you can drive there. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. see you like, yeah. oh, my God, it's the fucking original yeah. land speeder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had the original um, R2-D2 NC-3PO. He would license those out to Universal and just make money off that as a revenue stream. He then, um, remember the first black gold rim Lamborghini Countach poster when we were kids, yeah, like all the rage. He bought that one. That one, the one he in the went, poster. No, that one. Yeah. He went and got that one. He had every year of every Ferrari ever made, every year yeah. of whatever it was. And one of the things he'd say, he would go to Italy and he'd come back on his private jet and he said, I would, I'll take a model, I'll bring him back with me, and I'll tell him straight up, like, I got a Wednesday, Thursday. If you want to come back and fuck and hang out Monday, Tuesday, you can. And he's like, they get right on the private jet. Yeah. They go back. He says before they land, he has a control. Uh, this is before. This is good. I don't know how many years ago. He would set the lights in the pool and the house. He could put the so temperature could arrive and everything. And, yeah. He said he could operate C-3PO, and he'd have him come over and act like he was lifting up their dress a little <laughs> bit. And he'd be like, oh, C-3PO. He do that shit. This dude was loaded. Yeah, it's a good game. So he also owned a Ferrari, and he told me that um, owning a Ferrari, a real Ferrari part of it is like you, it's like owning a horse at a stable. It stays in Italy at oh, the track. I know someone who did that. And he said, I'm only allowed to drive that car yeah. when I fly to Italy, it, yeah. and I'm only allowed to drive it on that track. It's mine to be driven there. Yeah. But they all loved cars so much that he got about, I don't know, it's probably about 12 or 15 rich fucking dudes. Yeah. They all had their own Ferraris, and they picked six tracks here in the U.S. and basically tried to simulate what was going on in Italy here, and they would do each track twice. So you got 12 tracks, but you're doing Jersey twice, like Tampa twice or whatever, and these dudes had so much fucking money, and I had so much fun. Yeah. So much fun watching them drive. That's and then so a couple cool. of them crash them and they go off because they're not, you know, yeah. they ain't a racing team. Yeah. I sit down, I talk to this one dude. We're in Jersey. I go, what are you doing after this today? He goes, oh, I'm going to hop on my private jet and fly back. I'll be home in like 20 minutes. Kids will swim in the pool. I go, Jesus Christ. Like, you live in Manhattan? He's like, yeah, yeah. I go, How do you, how'd you get your money? Because I'm interviewing these yeah. guys. Like, how'd you come up with your money? Yeah. He's like, oh, my father owns like, uh, he owns 10 skyscrapers in New York. I'm like, buildings. He's like, yeah, my dad owns buildings. Okay, that'll like, do okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I know a guy who d- drives like in a Porsche GT3 club. And he said like on his weekends, he'll go through 15 grand in tires. On a, tires? On a, yeah, just on tires. Oh my God. Yeah. And I met, I met another dude at a That's party. a lot of fucking yeah, money of on money. tires in a weekend. This dude, I, I, I don't know that. if I've ever spent that much on tires in my lifetime this so far. <laughs> I'm trying to do this. This is weekend tires. That's yeah. This dude, because you know, you never know who you're talking about. Weekend to. tires. You know, you never know. Yeah. And so somebody said something. Oh, Tom, like, I was at a party. Tom likes cars. And he's like, oh, yeah, I like cars. 
I was like, yeah, man, what kind of cars you, you got? And I'd tell him a couple things. And about you, he's like, yeah, you know. And he's doing it like really unassuming. I got this one. I got this one. I go, oh, that's a good car. He's like, yeah, I got a couple that I keep in Italy. And I go, you keep cars in Italy? He's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, right? He looks like he's fucking there to change the ice. And mm -hmm, I was yeah. like, what? He's like, yeah, I keep I keep that one in Marinella. I was like, you keep your cars there? He's like, just for when I go there and when I drive, you know, just to have it. And I was like, okay, this dude's pretty, pretty serious. And then I'm talking to somebody else, and they're like, oh yeah, he's a he's a billionaire. I was like, oh yeah, that's clear now. Like, billionaire. He keeps his cars in Italy. Yeah, dude. just for fun. Yeah, yeah, that's big time, big time cash. 15 grand in tires. God <laughs> it's, damn. It's so much money. Yeah, and some of those dudes, like I don't know if like the, some of those guys will travel and drive with a crew, like a their own pit crew. Oh, they had their yeah. own um like the trailers they yeah. own too, the yeah. transport the car. Yep. I'm like, "You guys fund all this?" They're like, "Yeah." Just for fun. And I'm like, "You still have money left over?" And they're <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, and we're just doing this for fun." I'm like, "It's basically fun. their equivalent of like like some dudes like golf weekends." You know, so they with all the finest gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so they travel. That's, that's, that's their version of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you really got to back up a truck, though. Literally, and, and there's nothing coming in. It's all money out. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not getting sponsored. No, no, no one's paying you for shit. No, you could be the the fastest guy that day, and you just get like a high five. Dude, that's the one guy, he was my favorite dude. He had this black and gold card and uh, car, and uh, it was a Latin phrase on it, and I can't remember exactly how it went, but it it's it. it translated to i um i come in peace ready for war and that's on his car and i was like fuck yeah i love i just love that fucking motto and um i go where'd you get your money like what's your family business yeah. and his family business was he was i think he was british no he was italian what am i saying duh and his family um were jewelers who worked with the italian royalty oh jesus yeah so he's busting out watches for us to see like we can't touch and shit yeah you know, he's he's, you can look it. at yeah. it <laughs> yeah for the camera yeah. show he's like i'll get a couple for you i'm like jesus and his but like you say his jewelry shop was the sponsor yeah it wasn't like you know uh fucking 76 or arcos coming in and throwing money at these guys it is all money out you met a dude whose money came from uh the the latches on on uh planes on, on the doors on. he made Cause, the latch cause you you think about that you're like there's always things you go and you go well, yeah, well someone's got to make it and then all the planes are like yeah we need that latch <laughs> that's what he makes you know that's what his company makes i got one for you a guy i used to work with swore to us that a girl he dated's grandmother mate you can look this up if you want because i think it was a lady um you know that little plastic pizza tray the table that comes in your pizza so the ch lid doesn't hit the cheese yeah that little thing yeah that's her they made that gazillions of money you really gazillions of dollars i mean because you think about it, if you're going to mass produce those they're yeah. probably less than a penny to make they're just a little plastic thing sure and that lady fucking what is that, that thing yeah that little table right there somebody made that mm -hmm. i was like yeah I'll give it to you for three cents there is it an old lady just oh, look, the fundraiser. Yeah, there she is. That lady of Argentina. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that lady did that fucking thing. Somebody did that, right? Yeah, somebody had to do it. That's got to make her gazillions The patent was filled. Dollars. Oh, look at that, though. It was filed 83. Oh, Carmela. 
of Dix Hill's got a similar one, so that might be who he he knows. She failure to pay maintenance fees in '93, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's things like crazy. that you never consider. I also learned about how they were telling me how you think uh, cartels are ruthless. There you go in in Latin America. The real crazy thing now is mining. Like, what do you mean? People, there's there's gold mines. Oh, and the families that control that, they're like they make they make cartels look like Girl Scouts. I'll bet that they're kind like, of money. Yeah, because they'll come in there and just like wipe out a fucking indigenous community, and they dig and do what they want, and it's, it's so much money that it gets ruthless. You know? Yeah, met one of those guys too. You met him? Yeah. Well, how'd you meet this guy? It's just family. <laughs> yeah. Through your family, you met yeah. this guy? Yeah. And they just wipe out towns and, and shit. And he's a real jovial guy, too. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how you doing? <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> we have killed generations of people. For golf courses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's pretty wild. <clears throat> and it is it's it really is like being a a Saudi prince or something, you know? Yeah. If you have a gold mine that produces oil, any of that yeah. shit, right? Yeah. That kind of money. Fuck. Yeah. It's scary though. Because they 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 can they end up controlling entire regions. Yeah, regions. Yeah. yeah. And then and they, the business that flows in and out. Oh, and then they deep. just get then they in those communities, they just also put the government on payroll you know so yeah. like judges cops everybody's like yeah man dig wherever you want yeah i'll <laughs> yeah. sign that i'll yeah. sign that no problem yeah pretty wild <laughs> that's scary shit yeah. i think about um i watched i was a big fan of deadwood back in the day on mm -hmm. hbo that series and it's you know partially uh rooted in history and how um Oh, what's the family that lives up? Uh, it's got the uh, the Hursts, uh -huh. the Hursts up in Northern California with that Hearst Castle and shit. Oh, right, they were the um, the newspaper people, right? Yeah, and they came Publishing. in, and they the way they made their money, if I remember correctly, was there was all this gold out there, and it was I believe the Black Hills of South Dakota, and they would come in and scare people and just say, "Hey, the government's going to come. They're going to make this place like every other state." And you're not going to get the money you're supposed to get for that. So how about I give you two million right now? Two million back then. Oh my god! Yeah. And we'll call it even. And they would take that, and then he'd have a, a literal mountain of gold that was mm -hmm. worth gazillions, you know. Yeah. And he's buying off these people, and that's how they just started stacking their money. And once they started doing that, they just started buying towns and banks and shit. Like mm, I'll buy your bank then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they gone. Like I'm buying a bank. I just own everything. Yeah, I just take it all Hearst town yeah yeah you don't yeah. get to be someone like that being a nice person hell no 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 man i just i i've always vibed with that old mafia mentality like i did a report on um capone uh when i was young and that the mat the valentine day massacres just that whole he wiped out the top guy and then sent the biggest fucking bouquet of flowers to the whole funeral you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've always loved that mindset. Like there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there to say that. Did you ever do the uh, Alcatraz tour? I did. I remember. I still remember because I I think I was the only person that laughed on the tour. Uh, <laughs> they took us to the hospital wing, mm -hmm. and they're like, "So Capone 
had syphilis. Well, but he had fucked up some guy. Oh, oh, oh. And the guy was in bed recovering. And uh, they said Capone went to tickle his feet so that the guy, because the guy was in pain. So he's like, ah, stop. And then they go, and then Capone punched him in the stomach. <laughs> Uh, While he's laying there, yeah, and you laugh. I laughed, and they were like, <laughs> "I was like, it's a funny thing to imagine, right?" Like, I have pictures of me in black and white sitting on like the toilet in there and stuff. Yeah, to let you go in the cell. But I'll tell you this: I I really did have a a, a weird feeling at Alcatraz. I've it had is it a couple it's times. weird feeling. And we got there, and originally, when right when you get on the little island there, there was um. Native American indigenous tribe that was speaking on like whatever they did to them or yeah. so I don't even know I'm ignorant but it's so crazy that someone could escape from there yeah that water oh and shark infested cold that's so a hell of a distance dude look at that distance yeah. to anywhere um but when we got out in the yard uh-huh. did you go out to the yard yeah, yeah that's where I felt I felt like dark. people had been shanked and everything out there I just yeah. I felt a dark presence look out at that, that when yard. you see it from that angle too that yeah, one right there. That. I think that's the most kind of intimidating one. Yeah. Because, so, oh, yeah. So is there one, only one escape? Like that, that, that is successful? successful? I think so. But they also don't never, they don't know if that guy drowned or what. But I think a few people got out of there or tried to get out of there. Did the three, three. the three men did escape the island, but most likely drowned. Oh, so they don't consider them to be, who escaped? How about who escaped successfully? Is it just the, oh, and they're assuming that they all drowned? Wow. But they got out, though, which is nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I have Escaping that. prison stories are always insane. And the, the the tunnels they have to go. Like, I would freak out in there. I'd make them come get me. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I can't get out of there. I can't climb through a tunnel. I, I scrape with a spoon. Look at this story. That... John Anglin allegedly wrote a letter to the San Francisco police in 2013. Wow. He was the only one still living, the writer claimed. Well, but yeah, but it's a letter. Right. Like, how do you know that that's the guy? I mean, how do you know it's coming like from the him? D.B. Cooper type shit. Yeah, yeah. That story is amazing, that too. Is a great did you watch that whole? I did. Yeah, it was great. I did. I think that dude is him, too. Which one? The, like, the one that they were saying they thought was him? That died? I think the guy that died is D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Not the one still living. I don't think it was so. so compelling to watch. It was, and then the, the funny thing is, like those yearly, like Comic Con type things where they all get together. But how about like back then? What year did he do that? Fuck. What year does it say? Seventy one. Seventy one. I wouldn't trust a parachute in nineteen seventy one or kicking open the door of a, a plane. An in airliner? Fuck no, man. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. I'd love to be able to do something like that and get away with it, though. It'd be fun. It'd be fun if you got away with it, but you'd be waiting your whole life because you know somebody somewhere, some young twenty-year-old something. It's like I'm going after this. Don't one. you like, think? Just let it die. That dude. a robbery would be like robbing a banker or a museum would be such a thrill. Yeah, a bank would be. Yeah, I wouldn't care about the museum. The bank would. Be well, the museum fun. would just be like the fun. Yeah, but the bank you got you're scaring more people. So if that's yeah. really what you're into, you got I feel like you got a bunch of them there. Mm, yeah, because the the whole thing with the uh, museum is you want to do it without alerting, right? right. So that's it's got to be secret shit. Yeah, but it's just fun to know the that bank you're, you're going in the opposite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're not going in the same way. No. <laughs> you know, it's give me all your fucking money. Yeah. What? Um. Who was the guy? That got caught in Santa Monica. 
Oh, Whitey Bulger. Bulger. So I think he was at Alcatraz. He might have been. Was Whitey Bulger? Can you imagine going your whole life sure and then someone recognize? How did that even get recognized like that? Yeah, he was there, dude. Look at that. In 1956, he was dude there. Dude survived Alcatraz in the 50s and couldn't get out of the Santa Monica in what, the 90s, the 2000s? Yeah. They got him. That story's incredible. It's, um, it's nuts that someone was like, that's, that's fucking Whitey Bulger. Yeah. There it is, Santa Monica. Yes, his address is on there. Yeah. Where was it? What was his address? I want to know how close I was to Whitey Bulger. Little apartment, too. It's up for rent. 10, 10 12. 12. Oh, he's off 3rd Street, man, down by the Promenade, man. Yeah. Living large. He, um, Look at so the is. FBI agent that was part of the task force from Boston flies in and, uh, you know, they wait for him in the garage that's how this went down yeah yeah so what they did was they alerted him that there was a problem with like his vehicle or something in the garage so he comes down and it's just fucking a hundred agents so the lead guy might have been the guy right there cuffs him he admits to who he is you know and he goes don't you feel a sense of relief that it's over and he said whitey bulger goes fuck no <laughs> 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 uh, fuck no <laughs> yeah you know how he died uh-uh you don't know how he died dude they put a lock in a uh like a like a you know master lock keypad mm -hmm. in a sock and beat him who did a, uh prisoners this did whole they? story the whole story of how he ends up getting killed is so crazy because they never really follow up on how this happened. Like, this is the kind of thing that if you're not a conspiracy theorist, makes you kind of go, okay, what the fuck is going on? Because he is a high-level inmate. Like, mm -hmm. that you, you treat people like that a different way. There's a whole different protocol. And they move him into general population at one point, and they're like, how did this happen? And everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. What do you mean? This is like the most. He was number one on the FBI most wanted Somebody list for made that call. And then he just gets transferred. Like he's in protective custody, mm -hmm. and they transfer him into Gen Pop, and they kill him like on the first fucking day. <laughs> they dude. beat him to death. They beat they him really to death did. because he's a rat. You <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. They held him down and beat him with a fucking lock. An eighty-something-year-old man. Like that's God fucking damn, brutal man. way to die. But. When they're like, well, why was he transferred like this? And why was he? And they're just like, I don't know. I don't know. And you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like there's, there's all these checks, you know, all these protocols for high level inmates being transferred. And they're just like, yeah, just, I don't know how that happened. It was a mistake. Like it doesn't, it doesn't it add up. It was a mistake. Yeah. And yeah. then he got killed. He's 89. Damn. Can you imagine living to 89 See, like, and being beat to death in prison by oh a my lot? God, dude. I mean... The plot started with a phone call to the mother of Sean. The murder, on, the murder of Bulger was planned as soon as the mobster had arrived in West Virginia. The plot started with a phone call to the mother of Sean McKinnon, one of the men accused in the killing, the night before the high-profile inmate's arrival. Yeah, we're getting ready to, uh, getting ready to get another high-profile person here tonight. McKinnon allegedly told his mother the day before the 89-year-old Bulger arrived recording of the play. Oh, so he was just basically like, I know what's happening tomorrow. As soon as they saw Bolger come into the unit, they planned to kill him. Um, 
Yeah, it's just, it it makes no sense that they would put him in a regular cell, nope. you know? I mean, he's like as high profile as you, it'd be like throwing the fucking president in gen pop, basically, you know? Like, yeah. people like this are always kept in protective custody. It just doesn't, it's like they wanted him dead. Yeah, they did yeah. want his ass dead. Which, I mean, it, it actually lends to his claim that he wasn't an informant and that he had FBI people as paid informant because that's what always what he said right they were always like you were a rat he goes no I was paying the FBI for it so they were they were the ones giving me information and then he's just fucking killed because they threw him in with everybody else beat to death what a horrible way to a go a 90 year old man essentially <laughs> just fucking crazy 20 year old fucking yeah oh. cold blooded killers yeah and I feel like he's Boston crime yeah. boss but i feel like the guy that killed him had said something about massachusetts i feel like that goes oh, back there's the guy prosecutors won't see and they won't seek the death penalty either <laughs> yeah right man there's a mob hit like a motherfucker yeah right there. you're okay where's this guy from i feel like i saw he was from massachusetts or something there well, how about that from be- massachusetts see that shit goes back they were waiting on his ass Man, you got to live a long time to wait to get he that. He's already serving a life sentence. He must, it must be somebody's grandkid in there. Like, yeah. You better take that motherfucker out. The moment he arrives. Yeah, not a lot of remorse in that face. Not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. He's like, huh? <laughs> another, another life sentence? Yeah, I already have one. Yeah, give me another one. Sure. That guy's a light. He was like made for crime, criminal his entire life. Whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Whitey Bulger. Look how fucking much Johnny Depp looked like him right he there. He did look like him. He really does. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job. What was that movie called? Black Mass? Was that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he looks just like him Just there. like him. Look at his eyes down here. Black Mass. I thought that was about Shaq's asshole when the movie <laughs> came out. But it's about, I guess it's about his heart. <laughs> Cold-blooded, dude. You watch anything good lately? I started watching um, this Edgar Allan Poe show on Netflix, The uh, the Fall of the House of Usher. Really? Yeah, I started watching. I like Edgar Allan Poe. I thought there were going to be one-offs, like here's an updated version of The Raven and The Cask of Amontillado, but it's a series and they're telling a story of what's going on. I'm only about four episodes in right now. And it's I, good? It's good. It's fucking different and good. Um, but it's the dude's whole family. And it's like, I forget, he and his sister when they're little, that's the mom right there, that younger looking lady there when they're mm-hmm. kids up a little bit. And then uh, they bury her in the backyard because they're kids and she dies and they don't know what to do. And then one stormy night, they look out and the fucking coffin's all dug up. And then the mom's in the house and she's possessed. And now oh, she's shit. basically going after these two and their whole entire family. And that's it too right here in the IMDb yes, thing? Yes, it's all part of it, yeah. Wow. Oh, that sounds cool. It's different. I don't watch much anymore. Like yeah. I don't have time for it. I, I don't want to sound like one of those people say, I don't want, I really am looking for something to watch. Started watching Breaking Bad again, just as background. Really? Just throwing it on. Because I feel like it's better than anything else I'm seeing yeah, right now it anyway. It is pretty amazing. Watch of it. Um, I've only seen it once all the way through. But between like legit, I have Stella half the time. I don't ever get to watch TV. And when I do, it's just football on Sundays. You know, yeah, I make time for that because it's yeah. the only time I really have for myself. 
and then it's on the road. If I'm not with Stella, if I'm not on the road, then it's recording three podcasts and doing yeah. in town spots. So I just, I don't know. By the time I get home and I want to watch something, I find myself falling asleep and I'm sure. like, fuck it. I, I just know. go to bed. I, pa- I, I passed on parties all that weekend. Yeah, I yeah, bet. So I was like, nah, I'm too tired. Yeah, I'm too tired do down here. I'm too tired to stay up late. Yeah. I stayed out late last night and that's the latest I've been out in a long time. How late were you up? I don't know. It wasn't even that late. Probably midnight, 1230. Are you here tonight too? Yeah. You going out? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go do shows, okay. but I don't go out. Okay. That's the other thing. I don't go out. I feel like our jobs, I can't remember the last time I've been to just a bar. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a club guy anyway, but our jobs were out and among people drinking and having a good time. And I feel like I've met the quota of that. In your life? Yeah. yeah. So when I come home, I just want to get the fuck away from everybody. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be by myself. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I just don't have it. I just like, I don't know. I so, I I try to take responsibility mm-hmm. for sleep. Like I try to own like I, so that I don't go. It just didn't happen. You know, I try to make it like, oh, it's it's on me to do it. And I just my whole life, my whole day, everything changes when I get good sleep. Everything. You know, I feel better. I work out better. I make better food choices i work better as a comic Uh, all of it comes back to sleep so every time that i'm like pushing it staying out late or just being up late i just feel like i pay the price so much yeah and i'm up late doing nothing i'm not doing anything i just got uh, a cpap machine did you really i did i didn't realize i even had sleep apnea and then i did a study um, Where'd you go? For, like you went to a place? Well, I went to this one. My doctor referred this guy who was in the same building, and I go to this guy, and he's just trying to sell me a mouth guard that he makes yeah. that insurance doesn't cover. I'm like, I'm, I'm not interested in your device. I yeah. want something that, re- well, we don't have machines. I'm like, what am I talking to you for? So then I went to Santa Monica Sleep Center and did a full study. I did a study with him, too. It was like this ring finger thing, but it wasn't. What's the sleep study like? Um, you go home, um, you do the full study and then they, it just records into a machine. Then you give it to them and then they tell you. So, uh, I'm a moderate on my side, but on my back, I'm a severe, my, I guess I stopped breathing like 59 times in a minute. I mean in an hour. So every minute, minute I'm fucking not breathing on my back. And they said, my tongue is wide. And when I relax, it just slides in the back of my throat and it blocks it. So whatever. So I started with the one that's just up your nostrils, Mm -hmm. but you got to keep your mouth shut. And I, if, if my nose is clogged, my mouth automatically opens. I'm not. And she's like, well, you can use tape. I'm like, I don't want to tape my mouth shut. I use tape sometimes. I know you turn me on to it. Yeah. She goes, well, you should probably use hostage tape. And I was like, she goes, I said hostage. I was like, that's real. She goes, yeah, because you have a beard and it's heavy duty. And I'm like, they call it hot. That's what I use. Could you imagine though they call yeah. it any other like I, tape? Yeah, you know, it's like I know hostage tape is a real fucking it, thing. It does get your attention, but it's good. So I switched to the fighter mask so I could keep my fucking mouth open, and I've been sleeping way better. It, it, you I've know, been, notable I'm, change. Definitely a notable change. I'm two probably two weeks into it right now, wow. and I'm still getting used to like getting the seal proper and all this shit. But I'm my scores are all say very good, very good, and I definitely have. Right now, what I do feel is more in the tank throughout the day. Like, I don't find myself tired in the middle of the day hmm. for a minute and having to rally. And you I know. should do a sleep study. You should just do one. Yeah. Because severe also for a lot of people, the questions are like, are you falling asleep while you're driving and shit? Oh, and I'm no, like, no, no, I'm not doing that. But on my back during sleep, I'm almost killing myself. That's crazy. Yeah. So you travel with it now? I, just, I didn't bring it this weekend because oh. I just got it and I should have, but yeah. I... 
I got, I did take it to La Jolla with me the whole weekend when I was headlining down there and used it the whole time. But this time I was, I didn't have time to pack and I was like, fuck it. I'll just old school die. Holy shit. Old school die. Yeah, bro. Old school die. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, but well, I get excited about it now when I, I want to put it on and go home and sleep. And yeah. Like, man, how much sleep am I going to get? And then I get excited about looking at the app and what kind of score I got. And I'm like, okay, I do feel better. Yeah. And also don't, I don't wake up slow and cloudy. You know what I mean? Totally. I wake up clear. I wake up. I'm up. I'm that's not like, the difference. Trying to get out of this fog. Yeah. I'm up and I'm pretty. Cause if together. you're stop breathing once a minute, um, for sure, you're not rested no, Yeah, at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was having dainty little. I keep telling her like, "Oh, you grind." I'm like, I thought I was having dainty little sleeps. I thought when yeah. I woke up, I was just getting up because I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't realize in my sleep, I'm going. Oh, oh, oh. Well, did anyone ever tell you that like shared a bed with you? Like, were they ever like? No? Not really. Not until recently. Tell you about snoring. Were they go? Oh, I mean, snoring. I would get snoring, yeah. but I wouldn't get like you're not breathing, like you're you know. And um, just recently that happened. Yeah, and I was like, what? So then I wonder how long that's been going on too. You know, has that been happening since my twenties or right. you know what I mean? I don't even. By the know. way, I forgot that earlier when you told me about the CMT and you guys got. T did your brothers all have it too? Oh yeah, we all have. All it. have it. Everybody's got it. I went and got tested again for it a second time when I lived in LA and in my forties, I want to say. And the guy's like, "Look, man, if you're in your forties at this point with this, you're you're at the point where you're you're as far as you're going to get. You're good to go here. Yeah. So if you can go, go. But I. I mean, I played soccer my whole life. I yeah. played all sports my whole life. Uh, and back to PT, the other thing I'm learning how to do is breathe properly. That's wild. Like, really breathing from your lungs. And, and then, like, you know from PT, like, I'll be in a position, I'll be like, just move your shoulder there. And then just, just a twitch. And you're like, yeah. God, I really feel that in that muscle now. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm learning so much of that. So I got my exercises That's I do awesome. every day, and I love it. That's awesome, dude. Uh, it's always good to see you, man. Same. Thank, Thank you for you coming for, in. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Um, don't forget, uh, check out The Honeydew. Don't forget the new uh, podcast, The Way Back, debuts in January. And check out Ryan's special, Lefty Son, on YouTube. And we will see you guys next week. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.